Hey there, Joshua here. I'm just getting back to uh, my place from interviewing Amy Hogue, uh, who is the partner of my new friend, David Hopper. Uh, David recommended Amy uh, to participate. She agreed, and we just had a really lovely conversation. Um, as per usual, we had a great conversation before the interview began, and then um, we carried it through um, th during the interview as well. Um, Man, I think the world needs more uh, David and Amy's, um, or uh, the inner David and Amy's, and all of us need to start coming out more often. Um, feel good. There's a lot of heaviness, a lot of stuff to fix, and there's a lot. Um, there's a lot of kind of anti-community type things um, that I notice a lot, and I have a hard time getting over them. And I'm also not entirely sure that it is my job to get over them. Um, but it makes for the good conversations, the good community conversations, the good, uh, the good people that are interested in other people. Um, th th those really stand out. Um, and they do add um, some fuel and strength and, and vitality. So I'm really grateful for this chat. Um, with Amy. I'm glad that she's becoming a friend and I'm really happy to introduce you to her here. Uh, thank you for listening. Enjoy. We're going. Uh, how old are you for the record? I'm 24. Cool. Yeah. Who are you and how would you describe yourself? Um, my name's Amy Hogue. How would I describe myself? Well, I guess first like who I am, I'm not sure that my name necessarily represents that. Um, I am a young person with a lot of different parts. I think there are parts of me that are older than my age and there are parts of me that are a lot younger. Mm. Um, yeah, like before you came in here, like six-year-old me was definitely really present and available and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be interviewing. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, and then there's like old lady me in there. Um, and who are all of those people? Um, I think I am someone who um, is really creatively driven and is also really driven towards helping others and hearing other people. Um, that's my passion in life. Um, yeah, I'm a studying counselor. Um, I like meditating. I'm a storyteller. Um, I love singing and making music and being in nature. Um, like doing ceremony is really important to me, kind of like we've talked about. Mm. Um, I think those are the, that's who I am. Mm. Yeah. And what's the second part? What do I do? No, uh, it's who are you and how would you describe yourself? So, cool. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's, it's, uh, it's always interesting to hear what somebody has to say about that. It, I don't think it's an easy question at all. Um, yeah. But it, I think it's the softest of them. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and there's just no transition uh, between cool. that and this. And, and I, I, for some reason, I've decided to read it that way for many interviews now. So I'm just gonna gonna like drop down a level or two. Yeah. Um, what concerns you? Um, what breaks your heart? makes you sad or like affects you personally 
um, as you as you make your way through life. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just leave it. See how see how it lands. Yeah. And then, what what motivates you to do something about it? Hmm. I think um, I like that you use the word concern because it doesn't directly connotate to bad or good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I feel that about a lot of things. Like I, I feel really concerned about power. Um, power is not inherently a bad thing. It's not inherently a good thing. Um, and it is such a tool um, that for me, I feel deep, con- like similar to a gun almost, I feel concern about whenever it's around. Um, Yeah, and that's where the comparison to guns ends because I think that um, power can be used in so many different and beautiful ways. Um, And that's really cool and incredible. And what has been concerning me a lot recently is that power is not being used that way um, on the whole in our culture. Um, And within my community of white people, generally it's not being used well. Um, in my community of cisgendered people, it's not being used well. Um, yeah, and even in my community of like queer people, it's not being used well. Um, I've seen it in my school process, being in the Masters of Counseling program at Oregon State, I've seen power be really misused. I've misused power. Um, and I see that as being the root of a lot of issues. Mm. I have a lot of concern about race issues right now and what's happening with ICE on the borders and throughout our country, um, as well as with like black bodies and human beings um, who are being damaged by um, what in my circles can look like just a light conversation about politics. Um, mm. Yeah, that's coming up really strongly for me now. Um, just knowing that I have the power and the privilege to not know the names of every trans black person who's been killed recently. Um, because it doesn't affect me the same way it affects others. Um, that's power that I don't do anything with and I could do something with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that a lot in Bend, kind of like we've been talking about. So many people have power and privilege here and either don't know that they have it because of being oppressed or marginalized in some other identity or know that they have it and don't do anything about it. Um, yeah. I'm concerned about community. Um, I think that because most of the people who live in America now um, don't belong on this land, we stole this land in a pretty brutal way. Um, We've lost a lot of our culture. Um, For example, technically speaking, I'm native to the US because I've never lived anywhere else. Um, But I am not the first native people and my nativeness is dependent on my people having stolen and beaten and raped and killed the people who are actually native to this land. Mm -hmm. And yet I can't go to my ancestral lands and say that I'm native to them because I've never been there. Um, My family's not connected to them at all. Mm -hmm. And that would be in some ways still culturally appropriative. I think a lot of people find themselves in that position um, in this world where it's like, well, I don't have a home, I don't have a culture. Um, and so we steal it from others. Um, 
and I'm really concerned about how we're going to get past that and stop stealing and also find a culture that can be our own and not cause harm. Mm -hmm. um, I was going somewhere else with that, but I lost it. I think that's probably, um, yeah, big for me. It's just mm -hmm. concerns around community being so wounded and not having a place that doesn't come from harm. Mm -hmm. And as a result, dying out, like kind of what we're seeing um, with the vibrance of Bend. Um, as a supportive place to live in and be in if you're not a white privileged person. Mm -hmm. um, what can you do about it? That's kind of the question um, that I've been wrestling with a lot over the past couple of years has been, I am, I am white and I am privileged. Um, I'm cisgender and I'm privileged. Um, and as an individual, there's a lot I can do. Like I do, um, I do a lot of anti-racism work in my practice. I do a lot of humility work around accepting when I'm wrong and not putting that on others. Um, and I do a lot of work in terms of trying to call out my communities when they're being problematic and do work together to be better. Um, and I, I see that as just such a small drop in the bucket. Um, and so recently I've started to look at what I can do on a bigger level. And part of that is what I want to do as a counselor um, in creating groups that talk about community and building it um, instead of just people coming to a counselor to get all of their needs met for community and mental health and disclosing whole parts of themselves that they don't bring to their communities or to their families even. Mm. Um, I, I think that maybe my role as a white person is to try to support the healing of especially other white people so that they stop hurting others mm. um, and to offer any support and services that I can to people who don't fall into that category and who want help or even just a white person to look at them and be like, I am so sorry and I'm here to serve you. Um, and I think there's probably some stuff about that that is problematic and I'm still learning about it and trying to figure out how I can best play a role here that is supportive um, rather than me just putting myself on a pedestal and trying to like make all of these changes by myself. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's probably some ways that that could turn into white saviorism really fast and I don't feel educated enough yet to really step into like, oh yeah, this is what I can do and this is how I can actually help. Mm -hmm. um, so now it's just kind of my personal work and how I can be as aware of myself and how I show up in this world as possible. Hmm. What do people mean to you that's like individual to individual as you make your way through life, mm -hmm. like daily routines and whatnot? Yeah, for some reason when you asked me that question, I felt like tears come in my eyes. Um, I think people are, I don't know, it's a hard question. There's like a cynical part of me that says that people are all parasites because that's how we show up on this planet. Um, and no other part of me agrees with that assessment um, because yeah. I see all of us showing up. Like even, um, like I have a client right now who is openly racist and openly sexist. Um, and as his counselor, I don't get to talk about that. Um, it's my job to hold space for him and to hear him and see him 
as a person. Um, and in doing that, I've discovered so much beauty, um, even in people who are just really, really hurt and choose to turn around and hurt others. Um, yeah, just walking around and seeing strangers laughing with each other or like talking to each other um, or standing next to each other, I think is such a gift and reminds me of my humanity um, and also gives me hope. Um, I just came from the Spirit Weavers Gathering, which is an all women's gathering in the woods and everybody's just naked and very honest with each other the entire time. Um, and I used to feel really isolated when I would go because I didn't really know how to talk to people and there are these beautiful like goddess humans there. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of self-worth stuff that I think comes around being in a community like that and not knowing if you're enough. Um, and this last year I was just observing and watching people be people with each other. And there were some really shitty interactions and there were some really positive ones that I witnessed and experienced and all of them were human. Um, and there was something about that that was just stunning to watch. Um, I think we are so unique and the footprint that we leave on each other and on this earth is so unique and like terrifying in a lot of ways. Um, and people are like what I want to center my life around. Um, so there's something about them and like the, Yeah, just the beauty and the history that lives in every person that is so appealing to me and so beautiful. Even when I want to just be done with people, um, I find myself returning to, returning to them and myself probably through them. Hmm. What does community mean to you? We, we talked a little bit about maybe what, what it isn't. Um, what does it mean to, to you to be part of one? And, and then part of one also with this like so much chaos and so many differing agendas. Um, what, is it, what does it mean to you to be a person that has like empathy and compassion and like deep concern alongside people that seemed to not? Yeah. When I think about, I think sometimes I idealize old communities in a lot of ways because they're distant from me and I don't have to look at some of the shadowy hard parts. Um, but like I think about um, small villages that were really based in ritual and practice and rite of passage um, and their version of community was not about um, just showing up when things felt good. Um, a part of a lot of those communities was people going out into the world as children um, and like nearly dying from the ele elements to determine what their gifts were to bring back to the community. And if they survived, they got to come back and offer these beautiful gifts and services to their community and to receive gifts from their community. Um, and if they didn't, that was just what, what was accepted. Um, and that's a really hard and scary thing, and yet that was community for them. Um, and I, th I think about and connect that to my own experience of community as being any group of people that are able to show up completely authentically with each other um, and have it be okay, even when it doesn't feel good. Um, 
I eventually want to find myself in a community where I can be a person who does really bad things um, and be called out and be supported in growing and, and not be ostracized for that um, or be ostracized as part of my learning experience and be able to come back and share my experiences and what gifts I have to offer um, that I didn't see before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's community to, to just be able to have lighthearted conversations and talk about things that are easy um, like I think about my experience with my partner, David, um, I think what makes our relationship so beautiful and wonderful to me is that we have incredibly hard and uncomfortable conversations with each other a lot. Um, and I've never experienced so much growth in a relationship and I've also never experienced so much discomfort. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what I want out of community and what I view community as being like, Mm pretty uncomfortable a lot because humans like you were saying like we have different belief systems and different ways of being and it's kind of chaotic um and in that chaos we're able to grow if we really step into it instead of just avoiding it or ignoring it Mm -hmm. um yeah that's kind of what i look for in community Hmm. do you um do you feel a sense of purpose uh or compulsion to like be a certain way or a responsibility to affect positive change yes yeah (laughs) um there's a lot in that question I think the first thing that stuck out to me was like do you feel a responsibility to be a certain way to or, or to affect positive change quote unquote um yeah, I think that's something that I, I really struggle with, especially as like someone who's going to be a counselor. Um, a false narrative that I have is that I need to somehow be just like so enlightened and um, really therapeutic all the time. Um, yeah, and if I do that, I turn off a lot of the pieces inside of me that are not that way. Um, and I've spent years of my life walking around having no awareness of those parts of me um, and just kind of letting them die. Um, and the rebirth process of those parts is really painful and hard and scary and also makes me less effective. Um, but somehow I convince myself that if I am this certain way, I'll affect positive change and everyone will love me and it'll be great. Um, yeah, and that is almost always the opposite of what happens. But I feel that that pressure and that sense to to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, separate from that, I do feel really responsible for not necessarily affecting positive change at this point, um, but I feel really responsible for dealing with my stuff and with the stuff that my ancestors brought that I carry on. Mm. Um, at this point in my life, it's my goal to just work on that and I'm pretty sure I won't even get through it all Um, but my family has experienced a lot of trauma and I think it's come from our line of ancestry I think it's come from us hurting each other Um, I don't want to continue that and continue that lineage for my children to have to deal with or the communities that they harm to deal with Mm. Um, and I also feel like I have a lot of work to do to um, not only not continue it but to help heal and work through what has already happened and what I've benefited from Mm -hmm. um, and continue to benefit from. 
So I think that's more what I feel a responsibility to at this point. Hmm. That's great. What are you uh, most looking forward to in the near future? Um, I'm looking really forward to being done with school. Um, that structure is can be really toxic. Um, and it's just a lot of work and I'm tired. Um, I'm looking forward to collaborating. I think the counseling community is a really cool one. Um, and when you find the right niche of it, it can be so fostering of growth. Um, and I found some really excellent people, um, Sharon Balsamo and a few others who um, are doing really incredible work in the kind of work that I wanna do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to see how we can um, share with each other our skills and our talents and our interests and our passions and create something um, that meets our our needs and also achieves goals of wanting to affect some change and move some things around and shift things in people and in our culture. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, Is there anything that uh, you wish I'd asked or anything like pressing on your mind that you'd like to get out? I'm not totally sure where this fits, but something that I'm thinking about right now is um, there's there's a type of therapy called IFS or internal family systems. Um, and all of the work is based on this idea that we internalize and create these different parts of ourselves that come up at different points. Um, so there can be a part of the self that's like the protector um, and will fully show up and um, maybe was created like when you were seven and you felt unsafe around your family and someone had to come and save you and that was like your internal childhood hero. Um, I think that we create the communities that we've experienced inside of us um, and we act those out on the world and it can look really bad. It can look like racism and it can look like oppressive behavior, it can look like manipulation and codependency, like whatever we've learned, I think we take it in and we actually let it become us. Mm. Um, And it's interesting to me to watch how everyone's like internal communities affect the external community that we live in together. Mm. Um, And I think something that I'm learning about and working on right now for myself is identifying all of the unhealthy communities within me that I need to prune and change and adjust and make space for so that I don't um, bring their wrath on the community outside of me that I really wish to be a a better member of. Mm -hmm. Um, And my hope is that people become more aware of those parts of themselves um, as well and start noticing like, wow, my internal community is fucking up my external community in a big way Mm -hmm. um yeah that's important to me and is important to what i'm doing for myself right now Hmm. and i for some reason feel the need to say that at this point um yeah i think that's really it cool i think that's it i think uh, you, you got some good stuff to say i'm looking forward to putting it out into the world thanks a lot
Yeah, thank you, and thanks for, um, like, I loved the conversation we had before this interview. It felt really, um, it felt like community to me, um, and I'm really glad that you're doing this and that you do both, not just the interview, but also this conversation beforehand. It feels, yeah, more like the sense of community that I believe in. Yeah. I like the conversations before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are great too, but thanks. Yeah, thank you.